This week's episode of Gabbing About Godzilla lasts until the 39 minute 48 second mark. to your favorite Godzilla podcast and the only Godzilla podcast putting out episodes in the year of our Lord 2022. I'm your host, Tab Burt. With me today, as always, Tim the Handlebreaker. Hey there. And joining us, a very, very special guest. You know him from Screenwave Media. If you're in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, they're putting up a retro arcade. You can visit him there. It is Justin Silverman. Welcome to the show, Justin. Hello, everyone. And I, I am very excited to be a part of the greatest godzilla podcast talking about the greatest godzilla movie of all time thank you uh justin messaged me last year and when we started doing gavin about godzilla and he said when you guys get to shin godzilla i want to be a part of the show and i was like we'll get you on there buddy uh because i don't know anybody else who's who knows anything about godzilla i think other than justin silverman and johanna um you know those when i think godzilla i think those two names and no other names Basically, uh, we're doing this episode by spite request to do another episode of Gavin about Godzilla. So uh, here we are. We're talking about 2016's Shin Godzilla, the 31st Godzilla film. When I was looking up trivia for this movie, one of the trivia bits said um, it's the if you include the 1998 Godzilla film, it's the 31st Godzilla film. And I was like, well, by by that metric like shouldn't also the 2014 not count if you're like oh it doesn't count because they're not american which would make this the 29th film unless you could say that like okay well we're not going to count like the high sea era because those were that was like a remake reboot requel thing so then that would make it like the seventh godzilla film but it's technically a a reboot in its own so it's the first godzilla film so what i'm trying to say is the people that make imdb trivia are all stupid (laughs) yeah i think this is the third reboot of godzilla that toho made yes yeah, but it's the first one that doesn't credit the original 1954 Godzilla film. So uh, a lot of people think that this movie was made in reaction to Legendary Pictures Godzilla in 2014. But apparently this was like in production before that movie really got going. Um, let's do let's go around the table. Let's talk about first impressions. Tim, what's your overall thoughts on Shin Godzilla? My overall thoughts on Shin Godzilla. Let's see. Um you know, they had me going in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. First 10 minutes or so, they had me. They 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 had me. And then after that, um, I think I did I sleep through all of it. Uh, <laughs> I I had to take a break. Yeah. I was 45 minutes in and I said, I, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. I so I went to bed <laughs> and finished the next the rest of the movie uh the next day. Uh I forgot to ask, Justin, what is your experience with Godzilla? Not too much. Um, I'm more familiar with um, Hideki Anno, um, Shiji Higuchi, you know, because they did a lot of anime stuff, um, cartoons for adults of the Japanese <laughs> variety, um, you know, really good stuff they did, especially like, you know, great action directors in their own right. And, uh, you know, man, the mid 
the mid 2010s and stuff, anything from Dread to Fury Road to John Wick and stuff, like the action genre was really coming back. And to see something this heavy, this blockbuster come out of Japan to revitalize um, Godzilla was just awesome to see. Like I went into theaters like with medium expectations and left like this is awesome. Um, and, you know, I love all the stupid bureaucracy stuff and all that kind of stuff, more of like the human element of mm this one where this is more like Godzilla is a force of nature again, um, almost like a reboot of, you know, the entire thing. And I, I really liked it. See, I, I, I'm on Tim's side. I thought that Godzilla was less a force of force of nature, more a digital cyber demon. <laughs> and I felt that he had no rules that like governed what he could do. And so it was just like, I don't know. It was a well, there was too much human stuff. They they wrote Godzilla in this one a blank check where it's like, oh, it mutates. Oh, now it can take down stealth bombers. It, yeah. it can do whatever the plot needs it to do. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. These humans deserve to die. Let's just go for it. You that, know, that's kind of that's what I was I was hoping for. I was hoping that uh yeah, the, so you know, spoilers, but towards the end of the film, they're like uh, the UN's going to drop a nuke on our sovereign nation of Japan, and that would be bad. Like, let's do this thing where we knock him down and we stuff some stuff in his mouth like we're Bill Cosby. And uh, I I was like, nah, just fucking nuke Japan. I hate all these people in this movie. I wish you would all be dead. Um, yeah, so uh, we always talk about five tiers. of It's the five tiers of movie criticism that I invented Um we have plot, character, pacing, exposition, and design. Justin, where do you want to start? I guess plot right from the top. Okay. Let's, what is the plot of uh, Shin Godzilla? I, I mean, you're better name. at that. But I, I will say, whereas the first, the 54 film, was definitely based off, you know, uh, the bombings on Japan and radiation and the testing at the Bikini Atoll is what created it. This one was clearly more based off the Fukushima power disaster from the tsunami and the earthquake and stuff like that. And clearly was like the problem with that incident was Japanese bureaucracy. So they made like, you know, this movie's kind of like a fuck you of Japan, you know? So there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. So the, the plot really is, it's really just, like imagine every terrible meeting you've been a part of, <laughs> but these are the just replace like TPS reports with Godzilla. Yeah, it's kind of like there is a mystery of oh, um, the person that unleashed this on everyone, or the person that knew about it, or whatever, um, and why it happened. Like they're trying to unravel this mystery, but they're getting so many roadblocks in the way, and then all the roadblocks keep getting. Um, taken out by Godzilla through blowing up helicopters to going through the city to, you know, like bombers are coming and they're going to nuke Japan. So they're going to keep going faster. And it's like a very a race against time kind of movie. Yeah. They, they like create. So while they're dealing with like the bureaucracy of the, like they're, they're bringing in like the international powers, there ends up being like a whole, a whole flex point of this. The movie was that the, uh, the, they were like, we have to do all these things because international financiers, financiers tell us to. And I was like, did this movie get oddly based all of a sudden? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, because a lot of the thing about Japan is like Japan can't have a standing military after what happened with World War Two. And, you know, they're kind of like, you know, we need to sign these these things so we can actually use our forces. And like they're very hesitant to even though the threat is literally looming out the window coming at them. And there's a lot of, you know, I guess there's some. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't know if you want to call it a metaphor. What we're anything that's going on nowadays, but like China's at their doorstep, and you never know what's going to happen. Like, should they start de- defending themselves, or maybe they shouldn't? Maybe they should just let the creature roll over them. You know, there's some yeah. of that in there too. Well, and and so they're the UN is like, we're going to drop a nuke on Godzilla. We'll give you a bunch <laughs> of money to help fix everything, but but like, yeah, we're going to nuke the shit out of them. And and every and the higher ups are like, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> And so they, there's like, they create this splinter group of all of the like people like me that don't the follow nerds. directions well. Yeah. And yeah. those guys come the up with this plan, this, this cockamamie scheme to put a coagulant into yeah. Godzilla <laughs> yep. because it will, um, his blood is the radiator for his body. And so if they make his blood too cold it'll shut down his internal atomic reactor yeah they're trying to sh- yeah they're trying to give him like a like cold like yeah you know. so in my mind i'm thinking like he's gonna he's gonna like slow down and become sluggish and then maybe kind of like fall asleep you know like a mm-hmm. reptile exposed to cold he literally freezes solid they're like they get the last little bit of dosage in him he stands up they're like oh my god it didn't work and then he boom ice sculpture man I, like I, jack nicholson at the end of the shining <laughs> <laughs> And I and I was like, wow, that came out of nowhere. And that was the point where I was done with the movie. There was still another ten minutes or so left, and I was just no, like, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. They had to wrap up this, the human story elements. There is I no really human story that. in this movie, man. It's like Tim, watching. It was there like were watching two s- hours of board meetings. <laughs> yeah, but it, man, that's okay. So, like I was saying earlier, they got me in okay. the first ten minutes, Go ahead. right? Because. The this is this is a different kind of Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. I'll give it that. They tried something different, right? It's along the lines of the disaster movie, um, instead of like a monster movie, right? It's so I, yeah. I the first thing that came to mind was the movie Contagion. I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't seen that one. Um but it's it's very much like, you know, the um, you know, politicians, you know, dealing and scientists dealing with this virus, and it's it's sort of in this vein, but like there's good actors in it. And, um, actual like, um, human story plot points. Like none of these people are humans. I want to talk about acting because I have two theories on this, on the acting in this film. Theory number one is that like, we're and and this is probably American stereotyping, but we, we like stereotype the Japanese as being like very proud and very, you know, closed off. And so on the one hand, I'm thinking like through these stereotypes, maybe that they're not as good as of actors because they're much less uh, willing to embrace the like absurd. But then my second theory was maybe as an American, uh, like we have cultural norms and standards that trans that like an act, basically the physical act of acting is not translating because of our cultural differences. The way maybe. that the way that even watching like an American actor talking in gibberish. You know, when I watch Star Trek and they're like, they're speaking in Klingon, even though I don't speak Klingon without, and I don't have subtitles, like I can, I can understand what, what the subtext, because they're like, they're acting as people in Western culture mm-hmm. act versus if you put a Japanese person, had them speaking Klingon, I'd be like, I don't fucking know what they're talking about. Yeah. There is a little, culture shock i guess i mean you know i've watched a lot more probably a lot more japanese kind of stuff like this um i think it comes across i mean consider i mean considering like western audiences kind of pan this but it was like i think it's still the highest grossing 
like uh, Toho produced Godzilla film all of all time, I think. Uh, and, only because and, and it's it a, only because it's a modern movie. But that's totally true too. But it also won that year won all their Academy Awards. Over it was there the and first stuff. Like, Godzilla really, movie to win a Japanese Academy Award, whatever they call those. Yeah, and like director as well. So mm-hmm. like like I, I like they really ate it up. So I think it's definitely a cultural thing. Um, Tim, what what's you know five tiers? We've talked about plot. What do you want to talk about next? Uh, pacing. Okay, let's talk pacing. Uh, none. Oh, I, I read I read an, an, a review for this movie on um, RogerEbert.com, not by yeah. Roger Ebert, it was sure, by sure. someone else. And one of the quotes in the movie was, this movie never slows down so that you feel bored. And I think that he was exactly right. Uh-huh. The movie does never slow down so you nope. feel bored because it never gets going either. It's no. like a grandma just like. Because it's, go, it's going at two miles an hour. Slow and steady wins the race. Uh, and like I said, I watched this movie at two times speed. I watched it. I, I, so VLC doesn't show you like what the actual multiplier is, mm-hmm. but I watched it faster and I think it was two times speed. But how, long, how long did it take you to get to that point where you were like, I got to watch this at, at a fast speed? Oh, I, I started the movie immediately. At faster speed. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> sure. I was on a time crunch, man. I watched this well, movie starting at three o'clock today. I, was, <laughs> I kept putting it off. I was like, mm-hmm. ah, I was going to watch it last night and then I was going to watch I was like, ah, I'm watching. And then I'm like. And then even then, I got halfway through the movie and I started like vacuuming the house. I started like doing random shit, yeah. and I was just like, I can't. Listen, it, this. it's it's your guys' western bakagaijin slow. You know, attention spans have to be so 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 fast. You got to let it breathe. You got to air out this movie. No, the the editing is fantastic. There's all these great wide angle close up lenses when they do science stuff. It's like bam, bam, boom, boom. Like I, no, I you guys miss I'll, all this. No, I'll give you that. There is some. That's 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 about design. That's design. We'll get to design. Oh, that's design. Design, design is all the visuals of the film, and because yeah. I do want to um, talk about design. And in, that's in terms of pacing, I did like how they like the creature kind of you know, goes from sea to land to the, and they, they're dealing with each stage, but it just adds to the bureaucracy. You know, you know, maybe the whole, the whole point of the movie is you're watching this bureaucracy night nightmare. So it, you know, you're getting as a Western, you're so used to it as a DMV type experience. So you kind of like, that was, I don't know. That was, so I was very confused. We don't normally talk about theme in this, but theme wise, I wasn't sure if they were explaining that government is bad or government is good. And I, I think they're saying that they need to rebuild the government in the Japanese own image, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because at the end of it, you have the person who's kind of westernized her and the main character were now now they are the government, basically. Yeah. And all the old heads are gone and they were the problems in the way, much like Japan needing to take back its sovereignty and all that stuff. So I think the, the goal is fuck everyone else, but we're going to do it the right way, I guess. So as regarding pacing, uh, there was a early in this movie, seven minutes in the movie, they're in a board meeting like they spend most of the movie. And then this pops up. And if you're watching on YouTube, it's a it's a Japanese characters, and then it says following abbreviated. And it was weird that they only used this convention one time in the film because I felt like they could have used it like just constantly. <laughs> like <laughs> I, there were there were so many scenes of just people like being at a, at a desk talking about like uh, so it that's it's, we need it to sign this bill to do a thing. We need to, and it's like none of none of them are men of action. I think. Of the Godzilla movies we've watched, um, and I and I guess 
I'll get when we get into character, I'll get into more of this. But of the Godzilla movies we watch, there's usually like there's always that team. And this movie has it too. There's the team of people that are kind of against the grain of convention. And those are the people that solve the Godzilla problem. If it's Matthew Broderick in the 1998 film, if it's like secret agent guy in Godzilla versus Biollante, Mm -hmm. there's always someone who's like, who had the answer right away. Five. And I want to say pretty early in the movie, they're like, what if we coagulated its blood? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? And then the end of the movie, they coagulate his blood. And I was like, I guess they set it up. I guess that was a setup and a payoff. So that works. But uh, we, so like you have that character, but it's usually like one character. It's not a team. And it's also usually a person of action. Like that person has to like hijack a tank yeah. to do a thing. They have to go to a place and do a thing. And this, they're like, we're going to discuss this plan and then implement it. Very good. Thank you, doctor, doctor, Yeah, doctor. That, that was also my, one of my problems was that, like, there was no conflict. There was not a lot of conflict in the bureaucracy to give it any, like, um, any, I don't know, like, feeling or, like, you know, m- moving the plot around. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just the, there was There was early with the guy, the main guy who yeah, was, like, yeah, working yeah. – and everyone's like, when he, because at one point he's like, yeah, I'm going to need you guys to do this, this, and this. And then they go, who the fuck are you talking to? Yeah. And, but then they shuffle him off with the reject group mm-hmm. who ends up saving the fucking day. Yeah. And in the reject group, they're all kind of like, despite the fact, because I felt like that was a good chance of having them all be, you know, all these loners. Like you put a mm-hmm. room, fucking Joel and I argue all the time. Yeah. Because we're both too individualistic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we put 30 of you guys in here. Like, that's not going to go well. There's Someone's going to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> but it just, it just kind of goes well. And so yeah. I, I felt like the, the, yeah, it lacked conflict in those scenes, which then made them drag along. It, it might be just because they were going for more, you know, maybe they went too realistic with how the government works there. Oh, I yeah, it was yeah. super yeah. realistic. That's why that's why I said it was like watching C-SPAN. <laughs> I think you're watching C-SPAN and Godzilla burst through the room. God, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I was watching C-SPAN one day and a giant foot just came down and just or the no, so there's a scene late in the movie. Uh let's transition design. Uh, there's a scene kind of midpoint in the movie. It was where the movie was really over for me. It's when Godzilla first unleashes his atomic breath. Mm-hmm. And he starts out like fire breath, like straight into the ground and like just fucking blasts out. Yeah. And there's like the Independence Day, the fire blasting through mm-hmm. the city. And regardless of the quality of the CGI in that, like it was it was a cool segment. And then yeah. like that was almost like his warm up to then his atomic breath going off. And then he yeah. fires it out into space to summon the Avengers to come defeat mm-hmm. him. And... Uh, that whole sequence was great. And I think it was because yeah. it was set at night. Yep. And, uh, it, it was a nice, it was a nice building up to point. And then he started shooting lasers out of his back and it got silly again. Mm. But like that one scene, I would love to see that happen to Washington DC. The, the, the high, the high, the high point of this movie is the, is, um, the sec- like I would guess you call it the second time Godzilla shows up after he, after he's now in full gut. So the, cause he also, yeah. he like, he starts out and he and I I I actually what didn't think it was Godzilla. No, I didn't either. I thought it was I thought it was a fake out. It was like yeah. oh he, because uh, I think they were at first I thought they were faking us out because it kind of looks like like oh that's 
doesn't really look like Godzilla, but it kind of looks like him, but it is a new movie. And then you see him and he's kind of like fucking doing this weird worm thing and he's got googly eyes. Well, I, I think that's, uh, you know, I was going to say like at first it's kind of cringy. It's kind of funny seeing it, you know, like slither up the beat, mm-hmm. you know, like that down the canal or whatever. But then you see it's dragging like peoples and cars and boats and it's yeah. like, oh, this is kind of horrifying if you think about it. Like it's and like blood's dripping everywhere and all that. But if you kind of think about it, it's like horrifying. And then it's like, you know, mutating like when it comes back. Yeah. Um, and it shoots the lasers. It's doing that because, you know, they just dropped it's two, you know, three stealth bombers dropped bombs on it. And it's like, well, how do I get them? I know I got to shoot the laser breath, uh, which is one of the which, by the way, is the best scene in the movie, as you said, with with the music and just how it looks and everything. Yeah, yeah. And just when the, you know, the Americans are just like payback time, Roger, yeah. payback. And it's just like the funniest scene in the movie, too. The design is like it's it's i give it four stars out of five um i give it four stars because and i i did some reading i guess they intentionally wanted it to still look like a rubber suit which i think was a huge mistake because it just made the whole thing look goofy mm-hmm. i felt that godzilla is you know is best serviced at night yeah uh godzilla versus mothra godzilla returns godzilla versus biolante mm-hmm when he's at night and like you're using the hat shadow to kind of hide it, you're only seeing the highlights. You're not seeing how goofy it is. I think it does so much better service to like making the, it, it's scary. Yeah. He's yeah. like, and they they tried to, they were like, we wanted him to be terrifying. And I found him more revolting. Like he looked like yeah. Harvey Dent's face. <laughs> um, and so like, and they're like, he's the biggest Godzilla. He's bigger than the legendary Godzilla. But I think scale kind of goes out the window. Like you can't really tell how big it does. There, I mean, there was a couple of shots in the movie um, that they did. I think they did a pretty decent uh, in showing scale. There's one shot I remember that was like from the perspective of a car on the street as Godzilla's walking down through Tokyo. Yeah, and there's rubble and dust everywhere, and you can just. It was a really good shot of showing the the scale of him. I loved. I, there were there were so many great shots of the Godzilla destruction. Yes, fix it, the cameras all felt. We talked about this when Godzilla versus Kong came out. How that camera just kind of like fucking flew around to do whatever. This movie has so many great grounded camera shots of like cars of cameras in cars and interesting on buildings, stuff too. cameras in streets. Yeah, S- big wide shots mm-hmm. so, showing him like destroying a city. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like. This is all great. It's so the movie does have two directors. It's a duo. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, and they they always they, I thought they it was worked just a one really long name. Nope. They work. <laughs> <with, laughs> they work. Like, they work right. together a lot, but specifically in this one, it felt like all the like bureaucracy stuff was was a unit, and all the outside stuff is B unit, and all you need is the outside stuff. Like that's what makes that's the only good part of this movie for me was the outside stuff. Anything that was shot outside that wasn't like directly bureaucracy related was the high point of this movie. I will say, well, one, I will say that I do like the Cloverfield esque scene where they see someone like cell phone footage kind of stuff like like the, in the bunkers of it worked well. Oh, it didn't overstay. It's welcome. Like, like Cloverfield when people are like running into. Yeah. I, I, uh, I had, I thought that while I was watching the movie was like, this easily could have devolved into a found footage cell phone shot mm-hmm. film. And I was so glad they didn't. Cause the little bit, cause they, they do at the beginning uh, when they find the scientist boat, yes. and it's like shot on a camcorder and it has all the like camcorder mm-hmm. stuff up in the corners. And I was like, Oh no. 
and then turn into a normal movie. Uh, and I was very glad, but they, they went back to that like convention a couple of times and they had set it up early. And so it was happy. It was easy to pay off later. Yeah. I, I liked, um, I liked, I think one of the things that I thought was interesting, uh, filming wise in the people stuff was there were a lot of shots of copiers. Mm -hmm. And to me, a copier is like, that is the, uh, essence of bureaucracy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're like every room that they were doing something in, there was a copier and people were carrying copiers, setting them up. It right felt next like to each other. Yeah, it felt like it was it was thematically supposed to be there, and I don't know why, but I just like every time they would like frame a shot with the copiers like down low, and all these guys standing over here and just being like, "We need to defeat Godzilla with bills and law and structure." And I was just like, "Yeah, that sounds just well, about right." There was a few times like when they have like the oh, well, that's another part too is they would go from like a boardroom of like uh, two hundred people. And everyone's like, oh, turn to page seven of your, you know, dissertations and we got to do this. And then eventually it turns out to just be like four people with the main guy, but like they've exhausted it. And now the other team's doing everything like the the bureaucracy of it was whittling down. Um, you know, this is a two hour movie. I, you know, I assume you guys want to see it like an hour and a half and kind of tighten up a bit on the on those kind of scenes. But, you know, I think they did do a good job at like stepping it down and like going from these giant boardrooms to more exclusive parties. There was, there was one, like there was one sequence where like that was exclusively the point of the sequence. I think it was like, they were in a giant room and they're like, okay, now we really need, now we need to make a really executive decision. We're going to go to the uh, prime minister's room where there's only 10 of us. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, and then we're going to go back to the big room and then we're going to go back to the prime minister's room. Well, and then they're like, oh, yeah, we need to bring in these experts. They brought in the experts, and the experts are all like, we don't know what's don't going know on. They're is. like, those guys were fucking useless. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for nothing. Um, and and I, what, what, one of the things that I thought was kind of interesting was they were talking about how the Godzilla thing was unprecedented. But at no point did they say, like, we're going to lock everyone inside of their homes for two months. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why didn't they think of doing that? Actually, there was a like a was it made it, near the end. It they was stopped. Like, they wouldn't allow flights in or out of the airport. No, they went further. It was like mandatory in-home curfew, like 50, 50 hours minimum or something. Mm. But that was, I mean, it's two days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't like that. They were like, oh yeah, the Americans dumped all that toxic waste in our rivers. I was like, what the fuck? Like the first, the, the original movie, right? We sure we nuked the shit out of them. Uh, I, we, I'll own that. We did it. Fat man, a little boy. Okay. Well, the original movie, they said, oh, it's it's from the H-bomb test. It wasn't even from, like, Nagasaki or Hiroshima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we also did the H-bomb test at Bikini Atoll and all that mm-hmm. stuff, right? But then they're like, you guys melted down your fucking nuclear uh, energy reactors, not mm-hmm. us. And they're like, yeah, Americans dropped all that shit in here. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, I... Like I said, the only thing I, I would give it five stars for design if they had just because to me, like your last Godzilla scene should be at dawn. That's where you defeat him. You finally start to get you finally start to get the whole picture. But you introduce him at night. Your battles are all at night. And then because we just we just saw too much of the monster. Um, the mutating thing. I I read that they were originally against it, and they're like, "Yeah, but we can sell way more toys." I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna mutate all the shit." Then. Yeah, and then the you know the last scene where it shows all like you know Godzilla's making 
creatures come out of it like it was going to evolve to have like humanoid oh, fighters the, the and last, babies that or, was that them frozen up there shit. yeah so like so i, I want to know what a sequel i know like you know the pair that made this they immediately started doing um shin ultraman which came out this year i haven't seen it yet and then shin common rider comes back next year so they're kind of like redoing all these types of movies for japan basically starting a, a no is it yeah, no, it, they, it was Toho that was talking about doing like an interconnected cinematic universe. universe. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if these guys are going to cross over. Ultraman punching the shit out of Godzilla. That'd be great. awesome. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know. People say that it's a, it's like a smarter movie, but. Um, hey, I like it better than any of the legendary movies. Or I will. Uh, yeah, no, I'm this not, is I, a way better version of the 2014 Godzilla movie. Yeah, I will say there's no Puff Daddy. Which is a huge problem. I, I was playing that before you came in. Was Puff Dad? Is that he? He did the Godzilla theme. He did the, the fly with me with uh Jimmy with Page. Cashmere. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know one one thing I'll say about the 2014 legendary film is that I got a hand job during it, uh, <laughs> and I did not get one during this one. So that's on you. <laughs> uh, so we got two pillars left. Character. Actually, no, I'll let you guys choose. We have character and exposition left over. So, Justin, what do you think? I guess character. Um, Let's talk character then. Who's your favorite character? Um, I don't remember their names. Um, That's the way I feel about every Godzilla movie. I guess the monster. Uh, no, no, no. I already said it. My favorite was the uh, the American pilots who just talk in monotone voices, even though they're all about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> I thought... I, so character-wise, I actually want to talk about Godzilla as a character. And I yeah. and this is actually a criticism of all the Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. Godzilla lacks motivation. I realize he's supposed to be a force of nature and mm-hmm. just wants to mm-hmm. destroy, like, like he, it's just a thing that doesn't know what it's doing. It's just destroying, right? But in that destruction, Godzilla needs motivation. In the 1998 film, Godzilla is like, getting food and looking for a nest. Like we, yes. we learned that over the course of the movie. Yeah. So even though it's just like wanton destruction and stuff, we understand that there's purpose to it. And this Godzilla just doesn't, it's just like, I'm going to wander into the city and destroy it. All right. Now I'm going to wander back into the sea. It, it, yeah. It, it wasn't like going in like, Oh, I need to go to the nuclear power plant and recharge my batteries. Yeah. It wasn't like, I could have gone for something even that simple. Like, oh, he's headed towards the power plant, Captain. And then he's like, and like, absorbs power out of the thing. Like, he's getting more powerful so that he can mutate. You know, that would have been, I would have got that. But there's just like, he mutates because the plot needs him to. He's got all these crazy powers because the plot needs him to. It it was a less satisfying monster than I would have, I would have liked. Yeah. And then the human characters, like in all Godzilla films, are bland and two-dimensional i think it was even worse in this movie though yeah i I thought jackie chan was great in this movie (laughs) i I think that's what this movie needs is to uh do a lot of reshoots like the first one where they put the the american guy in it i think we needed you know we get like uh, shia labeouf or we get you know we just throw someone in there make it work out better speed it up yeah i mean i think uh I just did a search for Godzilla adult parody and got 6,948 results. So plenty for you to review. Oh, please God. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I, 
I thought, you know, character-wise, they're pretty bland. Uh, I guess there was a romance between the main dissenting guy and the woman from the U.S. who is also Japanese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has a so like, she has a thick Japanese accent when she's talking in English, but like she's second-generation American. <laughs> yeah, she always like she always just turns to the cam- camera or whatever, and she's like, "Yes," like like you know, and then goes right back to Japanese. <sighs> she's sassy. She was sassy. There was the like, um, the like detached genius girl. Yeah, well, yeah. Which is Better which is like a, a very, shirt. very tropey for these these directors. Yeah, she's she's very, um, you know, like like the Vulcan uh, Star Trek wise. Was she like, the one that origami the weird molecule? Uh-huh. To, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the paper. She's like, what if we turn it this way? Yeah, that was weird that origami ended up being the solution to this scientist. Yeah, I'm thinking, right? I'm a scientist. I figured out that Godzilla's coming. I had the way to solve and, and protect everyone from Godzilla. I just fucking leave these some instructions. I'm going to leave a puzzle for these people to figure out. <laughs> so if they don't figure out in time, they get wiped out by this giant monster. Mm-hmm. Because they deserve it. Yeah. 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 So what, what do you think? What do they do with the frozen Godzilla after this movie? That's what I was going to... Because the end of the movie, they're like, well, I mean, technically, they're still going to drop a bomb on us if he comes back to life. So uh, we're kind of screwed. <laughs> like, well, I guess at that at that point, like the international community will come in and study it. And like, are you going to chop him up or they probably figured it out? <laughs> like, what are you going to I mean, the only thing I can think of is, is like this is where like this is the this is like the beginning of the attacks that we didn't see in Pacific Rim where uh, Ron Perlman's character like you know gets rich off the black market by selling kaiju mm. meat and stuff. Like that's just, what's going to happen. I just imagine Godzilla 2, Shin Godzilla 2, right? Frozen Godzilla's there and then he just like breaks apart and just starts destroying the city again. I thought there were some like I thought they were going to do something or they talked about it like the cast was all like we'd love to do a second movie and then I bet Toho was like yeah we can't do another movie as long as the legendary movies are in production so they were supposed to be able to do one this this year I think they're next, finally uh, able there, to there's do one, one coming out next year they put out a um, I think someone posted it in our discord like a, yeah, because the, the legendary one's not coming thing. out till 2024 but oh, I have another legendary one. Mm-hmm. Of course, I have faith in the Japanese one though because it's different director. Yeah, and he's directed some some good stuff. Mm-hmm. He directed the uh, I don't know if Justin if you ever seen the spaceship the spaceship battle Yamato, 2010 mm-hmm. movie. Same director is doing the yeah. next Godzilla. Movie. Yeah, the Yamato. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only person, the only Japanese movie I've seen that's any good is the Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Very Japanese. Yes. Yeah. He goes to Japan. It counts. That movie is pretty good. Also, you only live twice. Actually, now that I think about it, that's pretty yes. good. Yes. Yeah. Starring uh, Japanese uh, Sean Connery. They turn him into a Japanese movie. They do. In that movie, yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's not See, racist at all. Well, yeah, t- 2016 was Sean Connery. He was still alive. Yeah, I think he was. They should have brought him back. He should have been the, the, like, the Charlie Chan kind of. Yeah, yeah. News reporter guy for the mm-hmm. Americanized version. Like, slap that. You know, like, you know, really get in there. <laughs> shuck it long and shuck it hot. Speaking of Sean Connery, I watched all of the Celebrity Jeopardy videos uh, the other day. God, those are so great. Well, that yeah, I, was, I was big on the Burt Reynolds, uh, Norm MacDonald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Uh, but kick me sign. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that brings us to our final exposition. Uh, I think the movie's 99% exposition. 
and it suffers for it because of it. It does. Here's it does. A, here's 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 my reasoning, right? So I compared it to earlier to the movie Contagion, in where a similar thing, like it, the plot is similar in that there's this you know thing that is killing people that mm-hmm. they need to solve how to fix it. Mm-hmm. In Contagion, it's a virus, um, but it's not like based on true events. You know, it's it's a fictional virus. So as the audience, we don't know how to solve this thing. Right, they've got to do some crazy science stuff to solve it. Whereas, uh, as anyone who has ever seen a movie before, we know how to solve Godzilla. You get like a telepathic girl that can talk to him to talk him down. Sure, but like uh, you know, you, you can tell from like the realistic tone of the movie, right? We're gonna try a military attack, and we're gonna have to have like some sort of special science weapon at the end to kill him. Mm. Uh, so there's no, for me, there was no tension no tension at all yeah because so all that exposition just amounted to nothing yeah yeah it was them solving godzilla like or it was like it was them finding out about like what godzilla is whereas as the audience we already know all of that you know how i would have defeated godzilla in this movie how i would have invited him to one of those meetings yeah. Like, <laughs> and just like he would have just been like, you know what, guys, I can't you would have made him watch Shin Godzilla. Just cut his own wrist, <laughs> just bleeds out there. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the weird Google AI one. He's in the he's in the uh, the big meeting spot. <laughs> they like make a special uh, table. Yeah. that's like very uh, wide at one head, end. His head's like coming through the wall. Yeah, like. and he's just right there on the edge of the table, just his one head. Like, well, Godzilla, uh, your motion to destroy Tokyo is not properly filed, and you haven't gotten any seconds here. So uh, we're gonna have to tell you that your point is out of order. <laughs> like, well, be that as it may, Godzilla, um, we're gonna have to ask you to go back to the ocean. Is there a second for him to go back in the ocean? The eyes have it. Godzilla, if you will, see yourself out. Maybe you can go attack California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the movie. It just goes that way. Uh, anyway, well, let's wrap this puppy up. Uh, Tim, would you recommend Godzilla? Shin no. Godzilla? No, absolutely not. Justin, would you recommend Shin Godzilla? Absolutely, and I still stand by this is my favorite one, but it might be some of that anime and bullshit leaking in. And I am sad because um, I actually got this on. I, it's one of the rare movies I bought on Amazon because you can't get it on Blu-ray like back then. Same thing for Freddy Got Fingered. Anyway, um, and the only way you can get it in 4K is the Japanese Blu-ray, but there's no English subtitles. Mm. So you're kind of like, well. It's kind of racist. But, but this movie might suffer watching in 4K because – you know, you, you don't want to see it that clear. No, of no. Yeah, it, yeah. It, was, it was a little good. And mind you, I, I like the rubber suit bullshit. I like the mix of the miniatures in the 3D and all that. But 4K in this one, it, you might get that Starship Troopers effect mm-hmm. where it doesn't look right. Yeah. Uh, my recommendation is Google Shin Godzilla, just the good parts, like just the Godzilla Yeah, parts. if they have that 10 minutes in the middle and with then, the army and attack. And then watch that on your phone yeah. the next time you're in a big meeting. <laughs> and you'll get the experience of being in a Godzilla movie. Yeah. Um, well, Justin, is there anything you want to plug? Nah, if you want to follow me, you can go to I have the website, justysilverman.com with all my social links. And yeah, we're opening an arcade in Lansdale soon. Uh, you'll see me. I'll be at the too many games convention in June, like always. And, you know, we're always just making stuff and doing things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I follow Justin on um, Instagram. 
I've been following your building of this retro arcade and I'm kind of jealous. Like I'd love to come check it out. Maybe I will someday. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I guess that's it for this episode of Gavin about Godzilla. Thanks for coming in, Justin, uh, a Godzilla expert for yeah, lack of correct. another one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Tim, I'll see you next time and we will return you to your regularly scheduled. Here's what I don't get already in progress. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I am your host, Tab Burt, and with me today from Philadelphia Freedom Land. Sure. Tony, the Tony city of brotherly movies. love. That's what they say. <laughs> Tony from Act Movies here. Hello. Howdy. How's it going? Oh, it's going great, Tab. Everything is going great. Yeah. Um, I, so last week I was not on the show. Couldn't make it in. We had a very special guest in my stead though. Mm-hmm. And I got a crazy story to tell. Okay. I got, I've told everybody else on the show this, but you haven't heard it yet. Yeah. So, so, um, when I retired the Mad Cucks character, I put all the Mad Cucks stuff in a box. Yes. And, and it just kind of lived in that box. And every, anytime I need to like pull it out, like to go to Road Rage Tampa or to go you know, do an episode of the show or something, I would just go grab the box and I it had the crowns. It had the towels, with the capes. Yeah. It had like <clears throat> random gifts people would give me. It had props I had thrown together. It had just kind of like all kinds of random stuff in there. So, of course, when my house flooded this past summer, oh. when I moved, the box, you know, just got put in the basement because it's like, I'm, I'm, I don't need that box. I'll just leave it down here in the basement. So, of course, when the house flooded, I found the box floating. It was floating on its end. It was a big, long, skinny opening box, but it was up on one one end and it was kind of floating in the water. So I, I like set it aside. And when I was throwing everything away, I didn't just throw it away. But I also didn't open it because I was I like I didn't know I wasn't sure if I'd be like, oh, thank God it's like it's been destroyed like, <laughs> to to get into Harry Potter land like the last Horcrux has been wiped out. <laughs> uh, or if I would like look at it and then go or if it was destroyed, I'd be just sad like that. Here's this whole window of my life that's yeah. been destroyed. So anyway, I was forced to confront it because we had a spike producer request to have Mad Cucks on the show last week. And so I, I like right before I was going to do it the day before and I kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. So finally, like right before we hit record, mm-hmm. I come down in the basement. I like open up the top of this box and I open it up and the crown is completely untouched by water. Oh, it's in completely pristine condition. The same way it was when I put it down into that box. <laughs> the other there's like a roll of the uh, lol suit toilet paper yeah. also completely fine it's a untouched. miracle it's a festivus miracle <laughs> i was gonna say a cucksmith miracle <laughs> there it was they were all protected by what laid at one point on the side of the box but when it was floating now the bottom of the box and do you know what was on the bottom of the box tony what was it <laughs> it was both of maddox's books <laughs> Just fucking destroyed. So the black bl- mold <laughs> soaked up, just destroyed. And everything else in the box 
totally fine. They like it's like that meme of the soldier with the oh, all with the all stuff the, like, coming the, down the, on the it, arrows and stuff. In yeah, his back. it's like that, but it's with Maddox's books protecting the Mad Cuck's legacy so that it could live, so it so that its heart could go on. I was astounded. I was completely astounded. That is amazing. Yeah, I expected it, the crown to be like moldy and gross, and I was just gonna wear it, and like because there's like the aesthetic of Mad Cucks being homeless now. Yeah, I was just gonna wear the the crown as 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 gross as it was, and then throw it away and wash my head forever. Yeah, but I, there was no need because it was just fine. So thank you, Maddox. I really appreciate it. Your books, your books did do some good. Good job, Maddox. Maddox doesn't get a lot of thanks lately, so I'm glad he's getting a <laughs> shout out here. We kind of made fun uh, of him in today's episode because uh, we did the live action Grinch and the Grinch laughs about beating a bunch of small children at a race. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that was real funny for 2000. And then Johanna, who never liked Maddox, she's like, yeah, yeah, pretty cringe now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I probably would have written a book about it in 2011, but yeah, that's just me. Uh. <laughs> So yeah, it was it was crazy. It was, <laughs> I, I I was shocked. I'm glad that I get to share that story now with with the world. Good, good. Um, oh yeah. What, what about you, Tony? What have you had going on? Oh God, just been filming this short. Uh, it's been taking up most of my life. Uh, and then just being an uncle, being a good old Uncle Tony. Yeah, I see you posting stuff on uh on your Instagram with your nieces. Yes, my twin nieces. Um. And, you know, because I'm very famous and important, it doesn't come without uh, creeps. <laughs> um, so I post like the picture of like my 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 sister, brother-in-law and mom, like surprised me at Monster Mania where I had a booth and they brought the twins out because they thought it'd be fun. And I got mm-hmm. a picture with one of them with Jason and one of them with Freddy. Uh, and it was just like cute and whatnot. And then some guy left a comment that's like, I would have kicked those little pricks. I'm like, okay, well, block. <laughs> I'm just like, all right. <laughs> and I'm like, the whole time, I'm just like, you ruined Sinner Master, Tony. So now your nieces need to be destroyed. I'm going to destroy those babies that I hate for you. I don't know if it was the Sinner Master person, but <laughs> in the past, it's always been them. Um, and by that, I mean like a crazy fan, not someone from Sinner Master. <laughs> uh. That would have been even more shocking. Like, oh, wow, I didn't think he hated me that much. But the whole time, I'm just like, all right, you know what? I deleted it real quick. I blocked it. I'm sure my sister and brother all didn't see it. And then right away, my sister texts me. And she's just like, oh, my God, my husband's about to go off on that guy. I'm like, no, I took care of it. Uh, uh, but other than that, they're they're fun to hang out with. Um, the Internet's filled with weirdos, man. The twins are weird, man. They're like. Cause they're like, not a lot like, like we put them in front of each other to face each other. Mm-hmm. And one was like smiling at the other. Cause it was like, just so happy. It's like, Oh, that's my sister. Just looking at her. And the other one just kept moving to see the TV past the other one's head. <laughs> like it wanted <laughs> nothing to do. And like, we kept like moving them in front of each other. And each time she would just be like, no. And like, we just constantly moved to see the TV. So I'm like, what, right, what show is on? Uh, my parents were, you know, what's funny. It wasn't even a kid's show. Like my mom was watching that Yellowstone show mm, <laughs> about like the, the, the ranch and the espionage. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. This three month year old baby's really invested in the show. I, I've watched again now for the third time this year, the Reacher series. The Have TV. I didn't watch the TV show. I didn't even watch the movies, but I hear the TV show is good. TV show is fantastic. Mm. I I was just astounded at how good that TV show. I like the guy again. who plays Shaq. He was in Titans, the Teen Titans live action Teen Titans show. It was Aquaman. No, he's not Aquaman. 
He's Aquaman. No, he's the Hawk or Dove. He's one of those. I'm pretty sure he was Aquaman. No, Aquaman's not in the show. Anyway, they killed his character off, and I was wondering why, and it turns out because he was like the star of that Reacher show. Ah, so it did two thing good things for him. <laughs> yeah, got him off one show and put him on another show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to. I, I should check that out. That looks pretty good. Yeah, the uh, my mom was in town for Thanksgiving, and she gave me she got me this all of these Star Trek or, ornaments, <laughs> the Hallmark ornaments that they started making in 1991. Oh, okay. And so I with this like, oh, now you'll have to get a tree and decorate. I'm like, fuck you, I'm not decorating. <laughs> I hate Christmas. I'm not fucking putting a big, ugly tree in my house. So instead, what I did was I bought a, a string of lights. Yeah. And I put them on the arch in my living room. Mm-hmm. And I just have the little ships hanging from that. It can be a year round decoration in my house. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Christmas. But uh, I was pretty pleased. With I, that. anytime I'm living alone, like away from family, I never have a tree. I never do Christmas decorations or anything. Of course not. No. It's like dec- decorating for holidays is such a thing that women want to do. Like they want to put the little wreaths on the doors. They want to put little tchotchke shit on the fireplace. They want to like hang. Spe- they want to put special. They want to put decorations on the coffee table. Like yeah. it's a coffee table. I-, I don't mind Halloween, but even then, I just do like the outside to like scare kids, and that's it. That's as far as I go. I don't do yeah. anything else. I can't even do that here. I don't really have a lawn or anything, so. Uh, But yeah, so it's like we got to put the tree in. We got to put all this other shit up. And then then you got to take it all down. So you get like a month of looking at all this tchotchke shit before it's like, ah, uh, I had a we knew someone who had like a wreath for every season on their door, you know, and it it wasn't (laughs) just like here. It was like, here's a fall one. Here's a Thanksgiving one. Here's a Halloween one with pumpkins. My my apartment complex has that. I'm the only one who doesn't have a wreath on their door. (laughs) And the the crazy thing is, growing up, like my mom is <clears throat> a supposedly staunch atheist, <clears throat> has a fucking Christmas tree in every room of the house, <laughs> has fucking wreaths hung from every point on the house, and it's just like, uh, shouldn't we not be doing any of this because you find it all meaningless? Uh, it looks uh, nice, I guess. It does it, but for who? <laughs> to them, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Like they, they're a whole companies. The companies make money by coming to your house and putting like lights on the peak of your house and all this kind of shit. Mm. And then they come back in January and strip them all off. It's just like, yeah, hey, I'd like to pay money so that I can have an extra high electric bill this month. Can you so stupid. take care of that for me? Wrap all these trees up. That's what bothered me about it. the uh, a lot of the anti crypto people. They're like, the energy is so bad. It's like, do you have Christmas lights? Shut up. <laughs> it's like, yeah. just shut up. When it comes to energy and the environment, it's like, shut up. Anyone who's ever been to Disney World is not allowed to complain about uh, stuff affecting the environment. That oh man, I'm so fucking every yeah. every day on Instagram. It's just like oh yeah, here's more videos from like Avengers Land at the Disney World, Ugh. Star Wars Land at Disney World. Like no one fucking cares about your Disney vacation. Yeah, it is not an alternative to having a personality. I please stop. I know so many Disney people, and I'm just like I don't get it. I've been there. I'm not too into it. I don't really like it that much. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I've never been there because I don't think Disney has a single property that I would be interested in consuming. Yeah. Like everything they touch is death at yeah. this point. Speaking oh, of death. Yeah. Uh, did you see that? Well, you did. You put out a reaction video about I the Indiana Jones I am getting so much shit for this. Uh, the Indiana Jones? Yeah. 
Uh, that tweet I did, which is sad because like the tweet has gotten like over a hundred thousand like views and whatnot, and all my tweets are set to auto delete. So I'm like, oh wow, that was a pretty popular tweet. Too bad it's gonna be gone in two weeks. Yeah. Um, because there's no reason to keep a tweet around. No. Uh, that CGI face of Harrison Ford on the stuntman is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. I don't. I didn't even see that. And I'm kind of, I kind of think that like at a certain point into that trailer, my brain was just like in trauma, you know, if you're being attacked by like a, a group of guys, yeah. your brain will just black. Like when you get blackout drunk, it'll just stop recording memories. So you don't have to face the trauma of it. So about halfway through that trailer, my brain was just like, no, and just like shut off everything. I don't get, uh, this is almost, this was almost my, here's what I don't get. Uh, I have a different one. I don't get the people who are excited for it yeah because no, one, one the original people involved did a shitty fourth film that sucked uh, but two it's like it's still lucasfilm under kathleen kennedy uh yeah and everyone's like james mangold i'm like yeah i like james mangold as a director i don't know how much creative freedom he's gonna have in this also i would love to see a james mangold uh indiana jones movie not starring a dinosaur like with a young guy who could do like cool stuff instead it's like hey tab could you imagine someone comes up to you right Mm -hmm. and like uh here you're a star trek guy hey tab we want you to do a star trek movie okay next generation star trek movie Mm -hmm. uh with current with the current cast at their current age (laughs) so uh Picard at ninety, or yes. whatever old. Could you imagine? Like, what do, what do you get from that? Like, I'd be like, wait, no, I don't want to do. Like, I love Escape from New York, but I wouldn't make a modern one with Kurt oh. Russell as he is now. Escape from New York three with Kurt Russell as like a ninety five year old yeah. man. Jeez, I'd be like, no, that doesn't work. That doesn't work for me. I'm not excited for Michael Keaton to come back as Batman. Like, no, it made sense in Spider Man because his robot wings did most of the work. But like I keep joking like with Batman, I'm like, he can't move his neck in that suit. They didn't fix the suit. It's like his Batmobile you have to climb in through the top of. I'm like, there's no fucking way this 70-year-old guy is climbing in through the top of his Batmobile. Just let these fuckers retire. Anyway, Indiana Jones looks terrible. Um Oh yeah. No, uh, to your point of the people that are excited for it, yeah. it's just like how many of these late life sequels have we seen now where they just ruin the franchise and like i i cannot believe they are real viewers they're in the youtube comments just like i got when they played the theme i got chills oh my god i love indiana jones (laughs) like holy shit crystal skull was bad yeah but but it was like it was a nice like end of the franchise you know he gets to kind of ride off into the sunset yeah. him and marion are together they, they have like we could we could pass the baton to the sun yeah that that was it it was over yes but it was over before that for me <laughs> but yes uh yeah i don't get the people like i got it around the force awakens like i understood the hype then because george lucas had ruined the series yeah he killed those movies and uh, i know now we're supposed to pretend that he was a genius all along but no, he fucking ruined those movies just because he wanted to sell more toys. 
And I get the the excitement. It's like, oh, it's going to be more like the ones we like. And it's going to be this. And it was fun at the time. But like knowing how that series ended, why is anyone excited for the new Indiana Jones? Same thing with Willow. Willow's out now. Ugh. And that wasn't even a popular Lucasfilm thing. That's a very niche thing. Like my friend Joe was saying. And people are saying now like, oh, it's not that good. It's like, yeah, some of this Duh. stuff had its <laughs> like because Indiana Jones, Star Wars and all that stuff. That was like those guys remembering serials from their youth. Yeah. And trying to recreate that. And now we're trying to recreate boomers recreations of serials <laughs> from their youth. And it's like, this sucks. But we're not even the problem is that we're not even recreating it. Right. We're just making them again. If the yeah, because like Indiana Jones and Star Wars, they took they took like things that were in media from before and combined them in a new interesting way. Yeah. And then they made a new unique property. Yeah. But now instead of doing that, we're just like, fucking let's march out Harrison Ford again. I don't get that at all. I don't know how anyone could be. He looks horrible in it. He, he, oh, of what I remember from the trailer. Yeah. He's just like, does not want to be there. You know what's just weird? Like, yeah, I'm, I'll take my hundred thousand, hundred million dollars, but uh, whatever. You know, it's funny. The people with this. Oh, by the way. So since I made fun of this, everyone did the whole, like, you hate everything. And I'm like, no. So I made a thread of like all the movies I gave positive reviews to this year, some of which were even franchise ones. But I'm just like, no, it's just a lot of these big franchise ones. Most of them, they just don't hit for me anymore. Like once in a while, there's a good one here and there. They're completely devoid of creativity because it's all designed by committee. Yeah. And I'm just I'm tired of the elderly action hero. Yeah. When it doesn't make sense. Like I wouldn't mind Han Solo coming back as like a pilot. But in that movie, he's like, he's like running and punching people and shooting without aiming. I'm like, no, he's, he doesn't do that. Like, like young Han Solo did that. Not old Han Solo. That's one thing I like about, uh, you ever watch Evil Dead? I have never seen the Evil Dead movies. Uh, so Evil Dead, they did three really good movies and a remake. Uh, they brought it back as a TV show, but like what worked there about having an older hero is like the show was about how he sucks and he's kind of responsible for like everything going on. Like he does do badass stuff, but the whole show is like, this guy really, really sucks. It's an unfortunate that he's the hero. That's <laughs> the only time it ever worked. But a lot of these movies, like the new star Wars, this Indiana Jones, Michael Keaton, Batman coming back. I'm like, this is all cringe. And I fucking hate it. Yeah. And everything about it. The go- um, the new ghostbusters. Seeing Bill Murray like strapped to a pole to stand up, I'm like, this is what you guys want. This is awful. Bill Murray's the reason why we don't have a Ghostbusters three. Yeah, he was the fucking holdout. He's the one who fucked it up. Yeah, I I hate that people like idolize Bill Murray and it's and he's like he's the one that fucking tanked your favorite franchise. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, let's get into some issues, Tony. Tony, what's your first issue this week? All right, my first issue is uh dating app ads. you gotta say you gotta say the the thing oh sorry here's what i don't get you gotta write that i think i fuck that up every time uh dating app ads now i don't know if you know this tab but i, I i'm a single man uh, yep. uh i'm still looking for a lady out there uh, so i'm on the dating apps because after COVID, no woman wants to leave their house or go anywhere fun um, or everyone got into relationships because they were scared and they haven't gotten out of relationships yet. Uh, so I'm on the dating apps and I'm sure you've been on a dating app before, right? Yep. And you know, you occasionally get ads, right? Uh, sure. 
you get ads for like some new stupid TV show. Like as you're swiping, yeah, ads for some new stupid TV show, some store or some bullshit. Uh, but I got like some creepy ones recently that I sent you pictures of. Um, so when you're on a dating app, right? Yeah. When you're on a dating app, like you're looking for people you want to have sex with, right? Yes. Yeah. So your mindset is like, I gotta, I gotta like rail these chicks. Awesome. Oh, okay. I'm swiping. No, not that one. And then, and then the fucking ad comes in and it's little kids in outfits. What the fuck? Hey, some people like that. They're, they no, they shouldn't. No, that is a complete. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm confused as to what because I, I guess you're what you're 33. I'm 33. Yeah, I don't even think you're in the the primo the primo age range where you're a single parent. Like, no, that's the only way that this ad would make sense to me. By the way. It's an end of summer sale. Why am I getting a children's end of summer sale at the end of fall? It makes no sense. Uh, but I sent you two new ones. I think that was okay, Cupid. But then I got two other ones on freaking Tinder. What the fuck is that? This is fucking weird. Fab Lab Chemistry Super Twirler. I'm trying to look at chicks. I want a bag and it's showing me kids. I'm like, ew, get this off my fucking screen. And then there's another one. But some kid with Miles toys. Morales and Black Panther and Hello Kitty. What the fuck? Okay, so the ads that I've seen in dating apps are always like condoms, natural male enhancement. That would like make sense, right? Normal things, yeah. And by the way, I think my Blue Chew coat still works. So, you know, if you need help, use my coat. <laughs> um, so, like, that's the stuff that stuff I'm used to seeing. And I don't know why that, like... Like, I'm just like, all right, if this is targeted, I don't have kids. I don't shop for kids. My nieces are three months. They're not buying it. They're not buying any of this stuff. Like, I don't know why the fuck I'm getting creepy ass ads targeted, targeted at me for children's clothes and toys on a fucking dating app where I'm trying to look for adults. It's fucking creepy. Yeah, I also want to go on to pivot on the other side of this are yeah. the ads for the apps are also obnoxious because they pretend like they work and they, they absolutely don't. Oh no, they're awful. They're terrible. Bumble Bumble recently added a feature. So the whole concept of Bumble, right? Is that you like a girl, the girl likes you. And then the girl starts the conversation because guys are creepy or some fucking yeah. weird shit. Uh, but now on Bumble, you can message a girl first because women are fucking terrible at using dating ads. <laughs> Like the, the ads are all geared towards women because that's because they to trick men into thinking that they can use a dating app. Then they get men to sign up for premium versions where you get like extra swipes or you can see who likes you. It's the fat chicks. Yeah. If you didn't swipe right on them, you if you had swiped right on them, you would be matching. You don't need to be like see who the secret matches are. Uh, the. So and then the women get on there. Women statistically rate all men yeah. as as either like less than half of one percent are tens, and everyone else are fucking twos and threes. <laughs> they think we're all like creepy homunculus people hunched over trying to rape them. Yeah. Like, why the fuck are you on a dating app? You are a fat, ugly bitch. Nobody wants to date you. 
And they, they, women get on there and they feel so entitled. They can post these obnoxious uh, bios where they're like, I got three kids. I got my own house. I don't need you. I like, will say, well, uh, why don't you fucking get on down the road to the, the adult toy store and go fuck yourself? I will say, uh, go back uh, a couple episodes to my appearance. Um, I, I see less single mothers these days. Cause as you know, I was, I was banned from Facebook dating for yeah. being myself. Um, but yeah, I know at, like ads are an issue across all apps. Like I don't use Snapchat like ever. Mm-hmm. And I went to use it the other day and I remembered why I stopped using it. Cause like when you go through people's like, you know, their posts, like every other post is an app and it's always for like tools. I don't know why I get so many goddamn tool apps on Snapchat, but then like you can't just skip past it. Cause when you hit it, it thinks you clicked it and then it opens up to another page. And now I'm looking at fucking tools. Uh, so yeah, I hate it, but the, the dating app one was really creeping me out and I did not like it at all. And you can't even flag those and be like, Hey, uh, by the way, I I don't want to see fucking ads of weird kids. That's the thing is that like not a dating app ad that's creepy. I don't, but I don't want to, we, there was this idea of targeted ads and they've kind of moved away from it because people find that they are creepy, but I have never gotten like good targeted ads. So I've never felt like they were creepy. Mm -hmm. If I could go in and say like, here are the things that you could, you you should show me ads for, then maybe I'd start to find they were creepy. Most of the time I get like these fucking weird ads about nothing. Like, Hey, buy some farm equipment. Like why the fuck would I be (laughs) buying farm equipment? Yeah. It used to be, I mean, it was always creepy, but it used to be like, I would be Googling something. And then on Facebook, I would get an ad for that thing that I was Googling and a link to Amazon. I'm like, all right, well, that's creepy, but I was looking for that. Now it's just, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Even now on Amazon, right? It's like uh, when I first moved into this house in July, so late Hmm. July or early August, somewhere in there, I bought a coffee table on Amazon. I like shopped around for, for a little bit, found one that I liked, ordered it. It was like an Ikea style thing. I assembled it all together myself. And then and then I started getting ads from Amazon that were like, hey, here's a deal on coffee table. So then they had their whole Black Friday a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And my I, I'm getting notifications on my phone like Amazon deal on this coffee table. Like I bought a coffee table in July. Yeah, it's I so- do not need a second coffee table unless <laughs> the coffee table you sold me is a piece of shit. It's so annoying when you buy a thing and then they want to sell you a different version of that thing. It's like, I don't know, maybe like an accessory like coasters. I, I can understand that. But why are you trying to sell me another coffee table? I already have a coffee table. Yeah, get smarter and figure out what I'm going to buy next. Don't try and sell me what I've what I've already bought. Yeah, uh, I ads ads are the worst, mm-hmm. and the the ads in the dating apps like it's just they're just a like a speed bump. Like, what should the dating app even, ads be? Like you said, like condoms, condoms, erectile dysfunction. Uh, what you would call it? Uh, the contra- the other contraceptives, like women's contraceptives, like the feminine product, like stuff like that. It should never be for like a fucking TV show or kids' clothes or any Have clothes you, of any kind, really. Did you when uh when you guys when there was a what what was it She Hulk? Yeah, when She Hulk was on, did you see any of the ads? Like they got posted around online of them of it the show being on Tinder and then no, you could like I've match seen, with it and text with the text bot about the show. I've seen like publicity stunts like that before. I just didn't. I haven't run into any of them. 
Instead, yeah, I'm getting it, I'm instead I'm getting recommended end of summer sale for kids at the end of fall. It makes no fucking sense. It, it doesn't make any sense. And I I that the TV show thing is like is I remember Maddox told a story on the biggest problem where he matched uh, with oh someone. It was, I remember it was so cringe. He he matched with the Mindy Project. Yeah, because he TV knew. Show. And he was he like, that I lady. met her at a party once, so I thought it was her. And I was like, hi, Mindy. It's like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you fucking loser. <laughs> Mindy Kaling is on fucking <laughs> Tinder? What are you fucking talking about? Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Like, those chat, the chatbot things, mm. like... What the only thing I want I want to see from She Hulk is her tits, and <laughs> and outside of that, I don't want to see your show. No. I don't want to watch any more trailers. I'm tired of all the fucking YouTubers being like, "Why episode 17 of She Hulk is the worst fucking thing that's ever been made by man." Dude, uh, I posted about it a while ago. People thought I was complaining because I was like, I've seen, I know every single thing that happens in She-Hulk because of the people bitching about it. Yeah. And then people were going after me. They're like, well, you complain about stuff all the time. Like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not really complaining about it. It's just usually like that awful Mandalorian show, which everyone pretends to like for some reason. I knew all the spoilers because fans of the show wouldn't stop talking about it. Yeah. And that happens all the time. She-Hulk is the only show I've ever witnessed where I found out everything that was happening just through people bitching about it. Like, I know every single plot point of that show because people wouldn't stop it. It was just the people bitching, not the fans praising it. Yeah, nobody's nobody's watching this content anymore no. to actually enjoy it. They're watching it to, like, do their hot take YouTube video about how terrible it is. Like, hey, yeah. dipshits, they would, they would not make any money if you canceled your Disney Plus subscription. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure there's like a portion of the audience is like, oh, Doomcock doesn't like this thing. Who I'm the fuck are you? Watch who, can someone tell me who the fuck Doomcock is? I because I made fun of what was it Indiana Jones or something, and everyone's like, Doomcock was right. Doomcock was right. I'm like, what the fuck is Doomcock? I don't know who that is. He's a YouTuber that wears a mask. He's like an evil overlord trying to take over the world. Oh, that's like the the half in the bag esque setup for it. But he just he. Oh, his videos have gotten so bad. I I it, I got duped into watching one the other day. Yeah, and it's he's just like he just rambles for like twelve minutes because like that that's the you the algorithm likes twelve minute long videos. Yeah, and he's just like blah 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 blah. This is why all these shows suck. Yada yada yada. And it's just like the same stupid shit he's been saying for the last fucking five or six years. Yeah, and. It's always like Kathleen Kennedy's going to be eliminated from Star Wars any day now. Any day now, she'll be gone. Any She's day. She's going to be out. They're going to they're they're going to retcon the sequel trilogy. Uh, the MCU is firing Brie Larson. <laughs> the always, uh, poor Brie Larson. She's always being fired. Uh, uh, tap. So I was scrolling through uh, Tinder to see if I can get any more ads, and I got yeah. this. Have you seen this? This feels like an ad for Tinder. Sorry, it's like all. It's the secret admirer. Have you dealt with this? No, it gives you four options. They're all blank and you have to oh. pick one. You get a secret it admirer. It shows you one of your matches. Yeah. You and it's seen. almost always someone who's a thousand miles away. Who's a bot. Yeah. They're all bots. Yes. Tony. Oh God. It's so annoying. You got to get off the Tinder, man. I Tinder know. Is for, it's, for it doesn't work. It doesn't work another. at None all. None of them do. You got to go outside. I want to. They're never around outside. There you go. It's just a plug for their Instagram. 
It's just, not a just, real person. Doesn't tell me where how far away they are. It's just a plug for their Instagram. Just you know, go into the park. Well, that get, wait, wait, wait. Get some, get That's another thing. The women on all these uh, dating apps, they're just using their accounts as ads for their Instagram. Yeah. I don't get it. Is their Instagram monetized? Do they make money from Instagram? Like I can see from there, but uh, I hate it. I hate it. Well, they get the dopamine rush of of like they post a picture in a bikini in the middle mm-hmm. of December. And it's like, why, where, why, I don't, why are you wearing I don't your get bikini the in December? Dopamine of getting like, I get like, I understand like the more like followers and views I get on YouTube uh, affects me financially. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Tony. His tweet got a hundred thousand likes. Yes, uh, that affects me financially, which is why I care about that. But like, I I never check my Twitter followers, my Instagram followers. I don't. I just don't care because it makes me no money. I don't understand why people get so excited about those things. Because they thrive on attention. I don't know. Do something to warrant attention. I guess. Well, they got tits, Tony. That's what they're doing to get the attention, man. I guess so. I guess I, so. These, like I said, these girls they'll post a picture of themselves in a bikini, and then the the comments will just be like simp after simp, just like, "Oh my God, fire! You're so beautiful. I love you. Ugh. Please, yeah, fuck I, me. Has that ever worked? I don't think so. Has that ever worked? A guy just DMing a girl, being like, "Baby, you're so beautiful, honey." Oh, you <laughs> got to you like. <laughs> the those women on on Instagram, I assure you, their DMs are just crammed. The girls on full of sauce. The girls on my show get some creepy DMs. Not nothing yeah. too bad, but they've gotten some creepy DMs before. And so, th- I'm sure that they and and I'm sure they ignore all of it because why would yeah. you? I never get anything. No one ever sends me dick pics or anything. I'm feel I'm feeling left out. I'm feeling left no. out. I got I got a scammer to send me a picture of their tits and their butthole. I didn't ask <laughs> I didn't ask the butthole. They like posted the butthole as a flex. It was fucking weird. <laughs> but they're like they were trying to sell. They're like I have this crypto investment thing that you can invest in, <laughs> and so I, I I was just like fucking with them and fucking with them and fucking with them. Yeah. And then and I I would they would like. They'd be getting mad after I insulted them too much, and they'd be like, I'm not talking to you anymore. And then I'd wait a day or two, and I'd be like, okay, I'm ready to buy some crypto. They'd be like, all right, you ready to invest in our crypto platform? they no, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kept doing that until finally the person sent me a picture of their tits or a picture of some Asian girl's tits. No, they know. always get it from – yeah, there was like a spam and, thing. And I was just like, this is this is incredible. Yeah. I, w- I was messing with one of those spam bots that were clearly like a bot. Mm-hmm. And then like it started sending me nudes and then I started feeling bad because I'm like, I don't think this chick knows her nudes are being used for this. This, oh, this isn't knows. fun anymore. Like I was just I had fun making fun of them. And then they start sending me a naked person. I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't like this. I mean, get out of here. Well, I was trying to get the because then then they started asking me to send them pictures of my dick. <laughs> so I was trying to get them to send me five dollars. Right. <laughs> And then I was going to send them this picture of a Captain Picard action figure I have. Because whenever they start bringing, talking about dick, I start talking about my bald captain. And then, and then I just send this picture of Captain Picard. That sounds great. <laughs> but well, yeah, uh, that's that's what I don't get. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Dating app ads. Stop showing me children when I'm trying to look for women to plow. It's, it's killing weird. his boner. It's killing my boner. <laughs> uh, 
Here's what I I don't get. Why does Tony from Act the Movies always sound like a creepy weirdo when he talks about mint salad? I sound oh. like a creepy weirdo? When I talk about I, mint I, salad? I, I mean, I mint salad's so. great. She's the best uh, guest I've ever had on the show. She's better than all the other women on the show. Um, if I ever died, she would be the main host. But other than that, I don't think I'm that creepy when yeah. it comes to her. Well, uh, that brings us to the middle of our episode. And there's a question going around right now. Okay. Because a couple of weeks ago, someone called in about the news segment, and I confess that I hate the news segment. <gasps> I've always hated the news segment, <gasps> and I will continue to hate the news segment. Uh, but because I believe in democracy, we posted a a vote to the fans, and we, and because we also we believe in democracy so much, mm. everyone got to vote twice. Oh, okay. A, a Democrat's dream come true. <laughs> And I don't know was, what you're talking about. Uh, you, you're you must be confusing it with Russian collusion. Okay, I'm not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the results were overwhelming. The fans like keeping the news segment, so that means oh. this episode is brought to you in part by. This episode is brought to you in part by the Ricketta News Network. Definitely not fake news. Was that an automated voice, like a text-to-speech thing? I think it was. <laughs> anyway. People sent us a bunch of those long, a long time ago, and <laughs> I just I played them in a playlist randomly. <laughs> uh, I, I don't remember if my dad has sent me anything in the recently, but um, yeah, he has. I've got one here from Phoenix. A mother is accused of setting up a fake GoFundMe and claiming her baby girl had brain cancer to collect thousands of dollars to pay bills and buy luxury items. Oh, shit. Yeah, police say 28-year-old Monique Alexis Coria was taken into custody on October 17th. On October 5th, Phoenix Children's Hospital staff called police report Coria and her husband. Bunch of snitches, if you ask me. (laughs) The two were bringing their one-year-old girl in for unnecessary medical procedures and claiming she had brain cancer, court paperwork says. Uh, investigators say the staff told officers the parents had started to go fund me claiming their baby had brain cancer and needed money to pay the medical bills. Coria posted videos on TikTok about the girl and her alleged medical condition. However, staff confirmed to police that the girl has never been diagnosed with brain cancer and does not have brain cancer. Oh, good. The, the staff alleged the parents raised over $13,000 on GoFundMe before it was shut down. And they also said the parents were accepting donations through Zelle, Cash App, Venmo, and Linktree. Uh, they on October 13th, they arrived at Corey's apartment and uh, told and she told them that her baby had seizures and takes medication for them, but denied their daughter had brain cancer. She then reportedly told police a friend that had started the GoFundMe court paper where it says Corey admitted that doctor has never diagnosed her child, but admitted to making TikTok videos saying her baby had cancer oh. because, quote, she was in a bad place. She then told her husband to create the GoFundMe because they needed money for rent and was gas. He, was he also in a bad place? I probably what I don't understand is why the fuck you would go to the hospital. Yeah. I feel like that's going to blow the cover on your whole thing. Cause they'll know if your baby has brain cancer or not, there's ways for them to find yeah. that out. That's fucking insane to me. Like, Oh yeah, we're going to go to the one place where they can absolutely disprove whether or not I am lying. The yeah. fucking hospital. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. Also, I, I never get those where like I'm gonna do this, pretend I have brain like the so and so has cancer, and then I'm gonna buy all this really nice stuff. Like eventually, your friends are gonna be like, "Hey, that's a nice car, buddy. How's your baby's yeah. brain cancer going?" <laughs> like going I, I gave really you a lot well. of money. 
what's up with that? Uh, yeah, the I. Well, at least they set up a the balls it me. takes. They didn't. They didn't say donate to my live stream, and uh, then I promised to give it to the person. A a, ba- a baby of a beloved chatter. A baby has, of a beloved chatter has brain cancer. cancer. You can any donations sent here uh, to me. We will uh, send to them eventually. Uh, that that reminds me, you forgot to do your disclaimer in the beginning. That here's what I don't get is property of you, and no one else can share. It. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, also, I forgot to mention uh, we're doing we're using Stream Elements now. Someone suggested it. StreamElements.com forward slash se dash one five two six six four six forward slash tip. You can send us a tip because uh, we're not monetized on YouTube because they they hate Italians. Oh, that's yeah, a bummer. I, I couldn't believe it either. I can't uh, believe that was the excuse they gave you. That was the excuse they gave. Well, me. that's weird. I never know. I've never seen YouTube do that before. Yeah, I don't. They're 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 wildly racist. <laughs> uh, Tony, you have a cat, right? I do, and I guess she's. Oh yeah, she's over there. She's sleeping. You can't ever do that uh that cute thing like you're packing your your suitcase to go to Monster Mania Con or or on mm. vacation. Your cat like jumps in the suitcase too like I'm going to come along with you on vacation. This cat? No, this cat's awful. This cat oh. sucks. This cat like just looks at me in disappointment until it's time to get fed and then when she's fed she no longer cares and walks away. Okay. So, but you you've seen that behavior from I've had before. other cats that did that. Just not this one. Uh well, at from New York, New York City, JFK uh, Airport, a flight from to Orlando, Florida, on November sixteenth, as it rolled through the X-ray machine, and TSA officials could see what appeared to be bottles, wine glasses, a pair of flip flops, and a life-size outline of a cat. <laughs> it turned out the outline was a life-size a thing of a cat because it was actually a cat alive and apparently unharmed, despite several hours stuffed in a suitcase and flung around on its way to a plane. A plane where, of course, you easily could have died during in in the hold during the flight, as we saw a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, someone killed the dog by forcing it to be in the overhead bin. Oh shit! Yeah, the officers who saw the image were then opened the case to find the cat, and they were shocked. I mean, why would you be shocked? There's a picture of a cat. Were, you open were it. they shocked? Oh my god, it's still a cat! I'd be shocked it was alive. I'd be like, oh man, I'm about to see a dead cat. I'm gonna have a bad day. Uh, despite dealing daily with everything from unauthorized firearms to illicit cranberry sauce, it's <laughs> rare to discover a live animal in a check bag. Luckily, the cat didn't try to run away when they opened the case, and um, the passenger who was traveling on Delta Airlines was paged and ex- explained that it was not his cat. What the? It- f- <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. What? <laughs> Yeah, it belonged to someone else in the household. They suggested the cat, which was on top of the luggage and even had its first thing out of the case between the zippers, had gotten the case unseen. Uh, the travelers thought to have missed his flight, but rebooked the following day without the cat. Meanwhile, the cat, apparently called Smells, appeared unbothered by his escapade and uh, was returned home. <laughs> that cat had a fun adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that phone call, right? Like your roommate calls yeah. and he's like, hey, uh, Tony. Yeah, what's yeah, up? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here at the I'm here at the airport. Um, You know Space Cat? Yeah, oh, you know yeah. Space Cat. Yeah, I know Space Cat. Uh, Space Cat's in my luggage here at the airport. I mean, you should swing by and pick him up. Uh, no, see, Space Cat was forced on me, so that's where I hang up and I move out. Uh, no, no, Mr. Tony, no, no, here. no. Did no, I say please no, don't call I, again? Sorry, Tab, I'm not Tony. I don't know who you are. I'm, I'm 
Dave. <laughs> Please don't call here again. I remember because Johanna will be that. She'll she'll be like, I'm gonna steal Space Cat. I'm like, be my fucking guest. She was forced on me. I didn't want her. Oh, a lot of hate. Well, I've got one last news story from Merry Old England. A 23-year-old was arrested in Northern England Wednesday, and by Wednesday, this is like a month ago, mm-hmm. uh, for allegedly throwing eggs at King Charles III and Camilla, the Queen Consort, and has reportedly been banned from carrying eggs in public. Oh, no. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> the King and Queen were walking down a street in York, shaking hands with the locals when the suspect, identified as Patrick Thule, tossed eggs at them. He was immediately restrained by police after the incident. Uh, now a, he can't a, carry eggs. Yeah, he's a self-identified climate activist, and was told that as a condition of his bail, he must stay 500 meters away from the king and isn't allowed to carry eggs in public, with the exception of grocery shopping. He called the rules amusing. I mean, he also claimed the crowd shouted that he should be murdered and his head should be on a spike. Those people are fucking out of their minds. A man throws an egg at a fucking rich cunt that rapes kids and fucking rules over your country as a figurehead. And you're like, that guy should be murdered. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Remember remember when Arnold got an egg thrown at him? No. Yeah, when he was running for governor of California, he got an egg thrown at him. He took his jacket off and everything. And then afterwards, he's like, he had the best solution. He was just like, oh, well, you know, now he owes me bacon because you can't have eggs without bacon. And then he had like, he's like, well, yes, but I love America because, you know, other countries, you wouldn't be able to do that or anything. And it's a freedom. And I'm like, Arnold was absolutely fucking yeah. right. It's a yeah. fucking egg. Relax. Calm the fuck down, you fucking child, bloodsucker, pedophile, goblin Alleged, piece of shit. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Thule says, I did what I did because I don't believe in kings. I believe in the equality of all people. Because this fucking old fuck's grandparents fucked other famous grandparents. Now he get, he's not allowed to have fucking eggs thrown at him. What have you done for the world, you old piece of shit? Fucking answer me that. Uh, the greatest thing Charles III can do is drop fucking dead. <laughs> no, because it's someone else's Preferably while driving a car full of the rest of the fucking royal family. <laughs> Just put them all in a bus and drive it right off into a fucking, <laughs> right in the fucking Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Seal them all up inside the channel and then bomb it. <laughs> Guy Fox was right. <laughs> Uh, but he just wanted a different. That's the thing. People always like he's an anarchist, whatever. And I'm like, no, I think he just wanted a different religion in charge. It's not like he was whatever. like this pure anarchy. Like when he, I think he wanted the Catholics in charge or something. Should have just blown up all their shit. That's all I know. <laughs> anyway, and of course, well, this is all satirical. Tab doesn't mean that, and every I absolutely mean that. No, fucking that- send the fucking British special forces over to my house. You fucking put me in in striking distance of King Charles the Third. I will whip his. Punk ass, welfare bitch ass. I will fucking kick the shit out of him. And then I'll kick the shit out of his ugly wife and both his kids. I, fuck you, Charles. Fuck you and fuck your whole fucking island nation. We don't need shit from you people. Uh, fucking build a wall. I love uh, foggy London town and the king and queen. And fuck Andrew Lloyd Webber, too. <laughs> Reminder, on both our Patreons, we have a Cats commentary track. That's a great transition. This has been... The Ricky the News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, it takes us a Miller episode, which means... Uh, sorry. Uh, that takes care of our legal obligation this week, but you know what it doesn't take care of, Tim? Tim? 
Tony. I'm so used to saying Tim. Uh, you, you fucked up the intro that you got my name. Are you those guys on Reddit that call me the wrong name on purpose to piss me off? Maybe. Okay. Anyway, uh, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG and subscribestar.com forward slash HWIDG where there's currently no content because there's a 50 megabyte upload limit. On Subscribestar? Yeah. Can you at least link to like unlisted stuff? I don't fucking know. I got to figure that out no, because no. Uh, last week's episode, one of our shorter episodes as they go, 96 megabytes huh. at 128 kbps. That's stupid. I, I tried to get it down to the, the window of size that they're allowed to. It sounded like it was playing on AM radio. Ah, that's terrible. Yeah. So I got to fucking figure that out. Anyway, you can also uh, send us a tip on stream elements. That link is in the description below on YouTube if you're watching live on YouTube. And over on Patreon, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 tier. We throw the random bits and bobs we do now and again. We have the $5 tier. Here's what I do get, where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have the $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, and we sit down and watch and record a feature-length commentary. Uh, there's currently voting up for December 2021's Battle Royale, which it looks like Con Air is in the lead. I think it was Con Air. Ooh. Uh, so maybe it wasn't Con Air. Maybe I'm making that I up. I like Con Air. But I don't know who's going to be joining me. We'll be doing a movie commentary on that. Go vote. We also have submissions open for anything. I'm going to be doing 12 days of movies. So anything you submit, I'm going to watch to make up for all the movie commentaries we've missed so far this year. So we're going to be catching up. Cool. Um, and we thank all of our patrons for having patience with us as we've gone through this long period of transition in 2022. And then finally, we have our $50 Spite Producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can ask for a special guest or a special format change like last week's episode. You can ask for a special bit uh, like gabbing about Godzilla. Maybe that's a special <laughs> bit that gets added in somewhere. Uh, but anyway, we thank you, all of our patrons, big and small, for supporting the show. Without you, we would not be doing this. You help make the show possible. So uh, thank you. Cool. So anyway. Chris Webb is is joining us on on YouTube. And he deleted PayPal. I deleted PayPal. Womp womp. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, let's get back to some issues. Here's what I don't get. <laughs> Spotify wrap up. Nobody could ever possibly fucking care about your fucking Spotify wrap up. Not one person. Well, well, well. Here. Do you know what? Do you know what my Spotify wrap up was this this year, Tony? I'm gonna guess it's the same as mine, and it's nothing because you don't use Spotify. Absolutely correct. My Spotify wrap up is I don't give money to people who give money to Michelle Obama. That's <laughs> what I fucking. Everybody's like, I cancel Spotify because I hate Joe Rogan. Now they're back on Spotify. I cancel Spotify because I hate Michelle Obama, <laughs> and I still don't have Spotify. Ugh. I fucking listen to music that I downloaded myself onto my own fucking phone. Yeah. Well, you hate Michelle Obama because she said Harvey Weinstein was a wonderful human being, right? Among other things, she said yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't you know. Use... Why, you know why I really hate Michelle Obama? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know if I want to know. Because she fucking took regular soda out of schools. Fucking, uh, oh, you kids got to get fit with your food desert so the schools can only give you vegetables and some shit. Like, why don't you fucking stop taking away the one little bit of happiness we have in this world of regular-ass goddamn Dr. Pepper? The thing is, it didn't even work. Everyone's still fat. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, everybody is still fat. 
Because the kids just go home and they drink a ton of soda there. Like one meal without soda isn't going to cure. Like, like it's the food at home that gets them. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I the Spotify wrap up is fucking yeah. cancer. Here, here's here's me with Spotify wrap up. Right. Someone tagged me in their Spotify wrap up and I saw that I was their number one podcast and I went cool. And then I stopped looking. I don't care about any music anyone listens to or any other podcast. I'm just like, oh, well, except for here's what I'm getting. Uh, but I'm just like, cool. I'm in the top five of this person. People listen to me. And then I move on with my life. I don't, I just don't care about it. Like I get it. I guess it's a yeah. fun thing, but I don't see who would have fun with it. People, people are like discussing it. They're so proud of themselves. Like mm-hmm. I listened to this one song 300 times this year. Like what the fuck is the man with you? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I've been depressed and listened to the same song over and over again. We've all been there. Um, Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, I don't care how many times you listen to a song or how many different songs you listen to. My number one podcast, my number one artist. My number, like, and if, if I didn't have a podcast that I could be considered number one on, I wouldn't even care about the podcast section. I'd be like, all right. It's it is like it. Here is this yearly reminder that you don't have a personality, <laughs> right? Like that's what these people need is just like, yeah, you're devoid. So they screenshot it. They throw it up on, on Instagram is where and Instagram it, yeah. and fucking all over. Like, look at all. I listen to these like cool indie bands. Cause I'm cool and indie. Yeah. Like I got to wonder how much of it is, is crafted, but here's the other crazy thing. People are like, People are upset about their wrap-ups. Deli18, uh, spite producer of the show, yeah. sent me this this article for um, the news bit this week, but not not knowing that I was going to do this this issue. I told him I told him after he sent it to me. Mm-hmm. But people are complaining. They sent me this article from Mashable that uh, parents are so upset that their Spotify wrapped-up has been ruined because their kids kid bop or whatever. Uh, Disney musical sing-along songs yeah. are their number ones. And they're like, no, I'm supposed to be a cool indie. I'm supposed to be cool indie to listen to cool indie records. What did you expect? You use Spotify to play kids' pops for your yeah. kids. They're, they're like, they want they want people to, they want to be able to have like individual profiles. Get your kid their own fucking Spotify subscription if this is so important to you, you fucking lunatic. Just, I'm a good parent. I cannot believe I'm reflecting as a good parent that loves their kids. Wait, just let your kids listen to whatever the fuck you're listening to. Like, why? Like, your I, kids should like the music you listen to. You know, That's like, how they get introduced to cool indie music. Honestly, you know what? I think one of the reasons I really got into like podcasts and talk radio is as much as I hated it at the time, my dad would only listen to sports talk radio in the car. Yeah. And I hated it. I hated every moment of it. But I got used to men talking and yelling about things. So I ended up when I started finding out that I could hear men yelling and talking about things for a subject I liked. I'm like, oh, now I get what my dad listens to that. Just listen to whatever. Who gives a shit? And, and, and don't try and like, I don't know what the own is. What what is the flex that you I, listen? You listen. Here's the thing. Like you're you're still only locked into uh, whatever corporate thing Spotify wants you to be hearing. Yeah. It's not like 
you went out and saw live music and experienced something like you saw some yeah. local indie band at the record store play a couple of sets and you were like, Hey, this is cool. Let me give you guys 10 bucks and buy your CD and listen to it in the car, uh, you know, or maybe never even listen to it, but just, just so you guys have the 10 bucks. You, you like, you keep, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Right. You're not, Making a, you're still like you're consuming a corporate product for because so many people Spotify wrap up is like you listen to 300 million hours of Joe Rogan and Taylor Swift or whatever fucking the popular artists are of the day. Hmm. I don't even know. All I fucking listen to is cake and crash test dummies. That's what my fucking Spotify <laughs> wrap up would be. You listen to cake for the millionth time. You listen to crash test dummies for the seventh millionth time. My Congratulations. I would be so stupid. It'd be like, like, cause I use Amazon music. And it'd be like, all right, here's Tony's top five most listened things. The Blade Runner soundtrack, the Twin Peaks soundtrack, John Carpenter's Lost Themes, and just like a bunch of other stupid bullshit. Uh, Tab, congratulations. You listened to a bunch of, uh, what? What? My Twitter's unbanned? Oh, shit. Wait, which one? I know we're doing, I, let's we're about to fucking find out. Not Matt Cox is still suspended. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. That's bullshit. Who said you were unbanned? Chris Webb. They're a fucking liar. You're banned. So anyway, what were you saying before he derailed everything for a lie? I don't even remember. I the the here's the here's my other big worry with these Spotify wrap ups because what it really is is it's you being tricked into advertising for a company because then people are like, oh yeah. if I had Spotify, I'd be able to, uh, I'd be able to share my thing. I can like, share my wrap up and people will think I'm cool and tell me yeah. I have good taste. Instead of, instead of it being like truly no. some, you actually being interested in getting to the product. So yeah. what's going to end up happening, I guarantee you in, in the next couple of years is like all the other media companies, they're seeing this shit. They're seeing all these same tweets and they're going to be like, oh, you know what we need? We need Netflix wrap up. Uh, we need Amazon music wrap up. We need Amazon wrap up. And mm-hmm. so then, then your feed is going to be filled with even more shit. Like I watched 37 million hours of the office. Aren't I so quirky? Uh, I watched the new Amazon Lord of the Rings show 37 million times. Aren't I so cool? No one is watching the Amazon Lord of the Rings show 37 million times. I guarantee you. Because, you know, there used to that used to be like a news story. It'd be like, here is this fat, dumb loser that went and saw Phantom Menace in the theaters a thousand forty seven times during its original run. And he's always there. He's like, yeah, I, I watch it. You know, I just go. I like to see it. I just pour my favorite movies in my movie theater. And I'm just a big Star Wars fan. <laughs> I'm trying like to convince myself it's good. I'm trying. <laughs> wearing this stupid shirt. This is Han shot first. And he's like, <laughs> what a what a fucking embarrassing asshole. Ugh. But yeah, no, I uh, I just don't care. Again, if you shared your Spotify wrap up and I was in your top five podcast, you get a pass. Everyone else, I don't care about your wrap up. I will never care about your wrap up. Uh, I don't give a shit about it. As you shouldn't. And I'm just not even like a caring about other people's music guy to begin with. It was like, cool, whatever. My music taste sucks. So I don't care about other people's. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I probably listen to just as much corporate stuff mm. 
as as anybody else, the algorithm is wants to push you into listening to the things that are popular mm. because if it doesn't do that, then it will it will die. Yeah. Now that was a good one. That was a yeah, good one. I, I'm I just like I'm so tired of seeing like the vapid images of uninteresting folks go out into the world and be like Oh, I need this like five minutes of attention and dopamine for looking cooler than you. People were talking about it at work. Really? They were, it was like a conversation in public and they're like, yeah, look, here's my wrap up, man. Isn't that so I'm so fucking look at mine. I, oh, I listen to this song and, and then they're like explaining why they listen to all those songs. And That's just so like, stupid. At least it was a turn from talking about politics. Cause Holy shit. When those conversations come up, I'm yep. just like, you or Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. There was a conversation, another conversation this week that was like, yeah, Mike Pence is not so bad now that he's distanced himself from Trump. It's like, you are so fucking, <laughs> like, tricked well, into thinking things. It's so annoying when people complain about, like, Elon Musk to me because of mean things he said and stuff. And it's just like, for me, I'm just like, you know, his whole uh, publicity stunt with Bitcoin uh, crashed the crypto market and cost me thousands and thousands of dollars. So... I have well, you should have a- invested with this lady that was texting me. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, well, I was just like, oh, who's that? Is that your account is permanently suspended? That guy's a liar. Uh, it must be incorrect. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I hate it. I hate everything. Yeah, it's 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 miserable. And like I said, it's just it's like vapid and uninteresting people. And I, I know that I am. I, I sometimes I worry, right? Like I'll get in conversations and I talk about the same like five things all the time. Yeah. That's what I that's what I worry about. It's like, oh yeah, I just keep talking about how I taking glass blowing classes, or yeah. I talk about how much I love Star Trek, or I talk about but then or I talk about whiskey. But then I'm like, but I do talk about I like rotate through all those things. Yeah. Uh, you know, so in a in a week long period, you hear me talk about those things like maybe once. And, and so sure, a certain amount of my personality is based around things that I do or things that I like, but they're, they're kind of they're You're not finding anyone who also likes only those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and like you're so yeah, people are at work sharing. They're like, Oh, well yeah, this summer I just listened to this. Like I went through this bad breakup. So I listened to this song over and over and over again. And I'm like, why do you want to be reminded of that? Right. Yeah. You, listen, I was, you listen. I was already reminded of my breakup last year. I listened to one musician over and over again, and then she fucking died this year. And I'm like, well, now I feel even more depressed. <laughs> like the girl I was listening to the music that I was listening to, she ended up dying after she got me through that rough patch. And now I'm even sadder. <laughs> yeah. I, I listened to the song over and over and over this year because I had this bad breakup and I was just getting over. But hey, thanks for the punch in the gut yeah. uh, to remind me yeah. that, that I listened to that song too many. It, it, that it took me, you know, that that song's five minutes long. I listened to it 300 times. Mm. Uh, it took me that long to get through fucking <laughs> de- dealing with you. 30 hours. It took 30 hours of my life or plus. Ugh. Which actually, that doesn't seem so bad when you're like, huh, that's actually not that. Because it's bad. not like you're sitting there listening to the You usually have music on while you're doing other things. Yeah. You're not like, oh, the song's on. You're sitting like silently. Like, no one does that. <laughs> uh, Like, what was the song that they listened to in Arrested Development? Oh, there's a bunch of them. 
there's a song they listen to when they're sad and there's, they like, at one point he pays like, a Oh no, I'm, I'm thinking of my name is Earl. Oh, okay. I was Randy say. listens to this song when he breaks up and there's this, there's an episode where he like pays a mariachi band to be playing it along behind him. <laughs> and he just like, listen to this, the tape over and over. And I was going to say in Arrested Development, when is. they're sad, they play the, the peanuts, the Charlie Brown. Theme. Yeah. They do the peanuts. Walk. And I love the one episode, like <laughs> the camera pans, there's a white dog on top of a dog house. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. fucking great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I just hate, cause that's an ad. It's an ad. Yeah. And I hate be, that people get tricked into being the advertising mm-hmm. when you bitch about she Hulk to the point where Tony and I know everything that happened in the show, despite yep. not watching the show, you've become an advertisement. You've been tricked into being an advertisement mm-hmm. when you share your spat, your Spotify wrap up and people like it only because they want all, you to like theirs so that they feel validated in sharing this worthless information. Yeah. Uh, you're being tricked into being an ad. Yep. When you wear a t-shirt that says Nike in giant letters and it's otherwise just a plain t-shirt, you're being tricked into being an ad. I'm tricked into promoting this wrestler right now. And you he's an have asshole. Been tricked. I thought I, I made this move a couple of years ago to non-printed clothing. Mm. And I got to say, it's kind of great. Like I, well, I, I mean, don't wear a little graphic dis- t-shirts. A little disappointed. You don't have any hack the movie shirts, but you know, I keep going, keep going, keep talking. Uh, well, yeah, that, no, that's, that's definitely true. If I did, they would probably be in the mad cucks box. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- like I, like I stopped being a brand thing. If mm. you're, you can't look at me and go like that guy likes Marvel. That guy likes star Wars. That guy likes star Trek. Yeah. You look at me and it's like, that guy looks like he's a professional with a job. <laughs> you know, it's funny if I didn't have the show and I didn't want to wear these shirts on the channel, I probably would have less branded stuff. Like yeah. I probably would, but I mean, for me, I'm like the show. I'm like, yeah, it'd be fun to have like a fun shirt relates to what we're talking about. You should have a shirt. You should get a shirt made that says, I hate everybody. <laughs> with the with the velcro patch you can slap over the, everybody oh, no. hack the movies dot teespring dot biz <laughs> get the new i hate everybody shirt just in time Fuck for teespring Christmas. they took down the tony peaks thing and they never oh. put it back up by laura palmer parody the twin peaks one they never gave a reason for taking it down and they never put it back up probably because it was unsettling no, it was great. What are you talking about? Nah, so many unsa- people, a bunch unsettling. of people bought that. And like, I was like, cool. And then they were like, no, they never like brought up. Some guy in the factory out- had to, had to print, print that shirt. And he was like, holy shit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Tab. I looked at Twitter and I saw a picture of Savick from Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And mm-hmm. I've just found out that Kirstie Alley is dead. Oh my God. This is breaking news. Kirstie Alley has died at 71. Cancer, the the best Savic. I mean, there's only two, but I think she was the Robin best. Curtis is a way better Savic, huh? Robin Curtis is a way better. The girl from three, three and four. Eh, I didn't like her. She's in twice as many Star Trek movies. <laughs> Probably half the screen time, but yeah, Kirstie Alley was better. Well, that's no. a bummer. Anyway, that is a bummer. Uh, she was. So I tried to watch Cheers last year. Yeah, 
And um, I had to just stop. I got to like, I got like midway through season two because Diane is an insufferable cunt. Is that Kirstie Alley's character? No, that's not Kirstie Alley's character. Kirstie Alley replaces her. And I and I was oh. I remember watching Cheers as a kid, and they were mostly Kirstie Alley episodes. Right. And I remember liking the show and liking Kirstie Alley. And then I watched Star Trek Two, and I'm like, hey, it's the girl from mm. Cheers. I couldn't even make it that far because fucking Diane is just intolerable. <laughs> every every fucking episode, she's like, someone's like, yeah, I'm feeling depressed and want to kill myself, and she's like, hmm. How can I make this situation about me? She's the she's the Ugh. apex woman in television. <laughs> anyway, well, this has been Here's What I Don't Get. I'm Tab Burt. And I'm Tony from Hack the Movies. And we'll catch you guys next week. Are you going to say like another sign off? Oh, no, I was, I, I was getting ready for the music to okay, dance to the go. music. I like dancing to the music. Here we go. Here's when we get hotline. Call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. We've got a couple of voicemails here Ooh. from the uh, voicemail. We also have some voicemails on Discord. You can leave us a voicemail on Discord under the voicemail upload channel. Uh, so here's one from the voicemail channel. So I've encountered this new phenomenon, of, uh, and I just confirmed it now, that I'm living in a more rural area, taking country roads where it's one lane each way. Uh, what I don't get is people who slow down to the speed limit when it's a double yellow, but then when it gets to, like, the ashes for you to pass, they speed they up an extra five miles up. an hour. I don't oh. fucking get it. What kind of psychotic shit and, like, control do you need to have to prevent people from, like, going around you? It's fucking psychotic. But then also, too, I'm psychotic by, you know, doing 80 on a 55 passing cunt. So, oh, hey, here's another one. I... <laughs> I cannot fucking stand that. Colorado. I went to Colorado a couple yeah. years ago. And Colorado is like a state full of people with fucking nowhere to be. I was passing. So normally, if I'm driving a rural highway and I get fed up with someone, I pass them. Even if it's a long line, mm-hmm. I'll pass one guy and get over. And I'll pass the next guy and get over. But these people just clump on along. And so I was passing four and five cars Ugh. just fucking blazing by them. Cause there'd be like one guy would pull out into the into the highway towing like a fifth wheel travel trailer going ten miles under the speed limit. Everyone else would just be like, "Yep, I got nowhere to be today. I'm just gonna cruise on along. Oh Beautiful day." La, 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 la. And fucking people do this. My mom lives in a small town outside of Tulsa. People do this there all the time on that drive out there. They'll be it'll be a, it's a you know two lane highway. They'll be driving slow, and here comes the passing lane. I get over to pass them, and riding their ass for like the last five miles. Mm-hmm. I get over to pass them, start passing them, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, what are you what, what are you doing, buddy? Can you not fucking figure out the fact that I was five feet off your back bumper? That maybe I want to be going a little bit faster than you're fucking going? Yeah, so stupid. Ah. Uh. Drives me nuts. Mm. Uh, Tony, Mr. Kill Everything, it says, when are you going to have Tab do an awesome Alex Jones bit in one of your crappy movies again? That's a good question. We should bring him back. I got to figure out a way to bring that whole character back. I loved, that's my favorite thing to tell people. I'm like, hey, I uh, I uh, remade, well, I re-edited uh, George A. Romero's. Sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I, I uh, co-directed with George A. Romero. And I'm like, yeah, I got rid of all the new segments and I have an Alex Jones stand-in instead. <laughs> 
I was Tim and I had such a great time filming yeah. that. We were just down in my basement and just like we kind of wrote it as we went yeah. along. <laughs> and and I started out with my hair like all like, really know. slicked down, and by the end it was all just like sticking out. And, and it was funny because uh, I didn't plan for those to go on as long, but they was just like, nah, this is the movie. <laughs> this is the movie. <laughs> Ugh, Colorado is the worst fucking drivers. I see people hitting pipes on the highway. Uh. No, St. Louis. St. Louis is fucking wild west uh, out here. Louisiana, outside of New Orleans, I was there. I spent a lot of time in New Orleans, New Orleans one summer, and we saw no less than ten accidents any time we left the city to go film somewhere. At one point, I the side of a bridge was on fire because like a truck hit it and exploded. They have drive-through daiquiris there. Have I ever mentioned drive-through daiquiris? No. You know what a daiquiri is, right? Like yeah. an alcoholic drink. So apparently, if you leave the paper on the straw, it counts as a closed bottle. So of course, <laughs> of course, nobody is following that rule. And I kept seeing so many accidents. I'm like, oh well, I'm sure those two things aren't related at all. Man, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, here's one from Jay in the Discord. Thanksgiving miracle. Ooh. Jay, and I know it's a little late for it, but here's what I do get. Sometimes, after months of a self-important unhinged leech ruining a hobby by their mere presence and fucking up a friend's business, after explaining to said friend that he needs to cut ties, tolerance and inclusion be damned, and getting nothing but spinelessness and hemming and hawing in response, after wishing that said leech would have an inland boating accident, sometimes, if you hate properly, good things happen. There was an incoherent meltdown and a rage quit of not only Discord and Twitter, but the entire state. It's a Thanksgiving fucking miracle, and I loved it. That was it. Stay positive, I guess. Not anymore, man. It's December. Yeah. We're angry again. Yeah. The worst time of the year. Where were you a few weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's another one. Australia won from Harry Zoe in the Discord. Okay. Good morning, Harrison from Australia here. Here's what I don't get. People who don't understand basic intersection courtesy. If I pull up to the intersection and there's enough room for a car to turn left and a car to turn right, how do you fucking people who park in the fucking middle of the goddamn road so I can't fucking turn left? What the fuck is wrong with you? Thank you. You're welcome. Did you ever, uh, do you ever deal with people who don't know how roundabouts work? I've seen, I, I saw, I followed a guy into a roundabout once. We, we didn't have very many in Tulsa. Yeah. We had one downtown and the dude just like fucking went straight over the top. Oh yeah. Was, I've seen that. It was before. impressive. Uh, no, when my, um, where my dad lives, the one year they got rid of this awful intersection and put a roundabout. And I was like, great. This, this place needed it but all the goddamn boomers didn't understand how they work. So I would get these old people in the roundabout stop to let me into the roundabout. And I'm like, no, no, no. Roundabout traffic doesn't stop. No, keep going. <laughs> like, just keep going. You fucking idiots. You're ruining it. What I love is like taking roundabouts twice. Yeah. Cause there's, there'll be that guy that was like behind you when you got in yeah. and so you go around and then you pass him again. And he's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Ugh. 
Uh, and then here's here's our last one from the voicemail hotline. Then we've got another one from Harry Zoe. Okay. Here's what I don't get. Pepsi Cola's shitty fucking cans. So last week, I had a full 24-pack and a half 24-pack of Cherry Pepsi in one of the upper cabinets. And I noticed there was liquid leaking from the bottom of the 12-pack. That is 24-pack, excuse me. So I pulled it out. And out of those 36 cans, six of them are leaking. Open cans, just pissing all over the place from the side of the can. So I take it all out. I clean it all up. I take the cans that weren't leaking and I put them back up there. So today, I open the cabinet, reload the fridge. Four more cans have sprung leaks from the same group of fucking cans. How fucked? Does this get out to the public? I don't fucking understand. Do you know what the worst part is? I don't even like Pepsi. <laughs> I just live with idiots. Uh, I've never experienced that. That's fucking weird because, I, you know, there's like a plastic lining on the inside of your can. Yeah. Cause they, I saw this cool video where they like took a can of soda and they dipped it into acid. Yeah. That would eat away the metal, or it was something that ate away the metal, but wouldn't do the plastic. And then they like pull it out, so it still had the top to crack, but then it had this like little b- yeah. bladder at the bottom. Yeah. So they had, must have severely fucked up because the the acids. I think it's because the acids in the soda will also eat through the can eventually. Oh, uh, okay. They must have severely fucked up to make that happen. Jesus, that's uh, that's embarrassing. You should. Uh, they should be having a recall. I if I complain about it, I feel like that's something that doesn't happen a lot. It's just unfortunate. <laughs> it happened to this guy like two times in one week. He's got to clean, wipe out that whole fucking cabinet. That would drive <sighs> me nuts. Yeah, but it was the same batch, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're not even his cans. They're other people's cans uh, in the house. Yeah. No, they should be cleaning it. Yeah. Yeah. Your fucking cans. That. So my when my mom was over, she bought Diet Coke. I don't really care for Diet Coke. Mm. People say that Diet Coke and Coke Zero are the same. They're not. Mm. Uh, but then my also bought the, like a 12-pack of root beer for my sister. So when they left, they left both. Like, <laughs> it was like a 24-pack of Diet Coke and a 12-pack of of uh, root beer. There's probably 14 Diet Cokes left. There's probably eight, six or eight root beers left. Mm. And I'm like... I'm not going to fucking drink these shitty root beers. I'm not going to, because they were like store brand root beers. I'm, I'm not going to drink this Diet Coke. So I just like fucking pack them all up in a box and put them on a shelf. When they come to town again, I'll throw them back in the fridge. If they don't spring leaks in the next, however long it takes them to come back out here. Mm. Just here's a burden. Thank you. Yeah. Coke Zero tastes like normal Coke. That's why it's great. Yeah. yeah. It's Doesn't good. T- yeah. Anyway. Uh, here's Harry Zoe's. Australia too. Hey guys, Harrison from Australia again. I have a confession to make. I pulled a sage today. I, My wife and I wanted some chicken treat, which is kind of like KFC, but roasted chicken. Mm-hmm. So I called them 15 minutes before they closed. I asked, are you guys still open? They said yes. I got there five minutes before they closed. They took my order. They were really friendly. and I, And when I saw the lady in the window, I said... I'm sorry for being a scumbag. You're changing lives, Sage. Thank you. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Uh, oh, you. So actually, I have I have the exact episodes now. Okay. Truckin' and tuckin', he texted me um, 
you know, so that I so that I could have the lore. Okay. I should just have him write all this shit down because he's listening to old episodes. Yeah. I'm trying to find if it was in our group, te- Tim and I's group text with him, or if it was individual to me. It's probably in the group text because everything goes in the group text. You got any group text, uh, Tony? Uh, one with my like family, like a media family, and that's it. Mm, yeah, I've got I've got a handful of them. Oh uh, uh, yeah, no, I hate group texts. I try to get out of them as fast as I can. So, episode sixty. One hour, 12 minutes, and 19 seconds into the show, Sage leaves his infamous restaurant voicemail where he talks about going into a restaurant 30 minutes before they close yeah. and being pissed off at the workers. Episode 61, one hour, 10 minutes, and 20 seconds, Sage Cuck is first played <laughs> is the first played voicemail in the Sage Beef Saga and has a second one played tagged along with Mr. Kill Everything at one hour, 15 minutes, and 58 seconds. And then at... One hour, 14 minutes and 17 seconds, Sage takes a more moderate stance on his previous voicemail and tries to shift the blame of the employers of restaurants. So uh, basically, Sage was like, I should be able to go to a restaurant anytime. And everyone was like, no, it's really it really annoys us when customers come in. Yeah, right yeah it kind of sucks. Uh, and then it's been this ongoing beef for 200 plus episodes. Episode 299, we had the <laughs> Mr. Mr. Kill Everything and Sage call in and they argue with one another. <laughs> Who's great? Oh my God. People want to fight Sage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is kind of an asshole thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, well, uh, that's it for this week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get. Until next time.